This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. It's time to tell our Podmeets World listeners that if you're currently tuning in via headphones, it's time you take audio seriously and join the JLab family. JLab offers incredible sound for all of life's moments. It's tech done better. Consumers deserve better than the same old tech they've been stuck with. Instead of high price tags, everyone should have access to new innovations and products they actually want. So JLab thought, hey, why not do something about it? What are you waiting for? Get out there and join the JLab family. JLab.com. JLab. Your kind of tech. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. I'm going to apologize to everybody right off the bat, by the way, if I'm a little out of it, because I am day four of a fast. Right oh, now. really? Yeah. Fasting? Tell me. fasting. Tell really me more intense. about this fast. I want to know. Sue and I are doing it together. Good. And it is just, Pre-wedding well, fast. Yeah, but it's not even, it's like, first of all, we look forward to the olives. Mm. Like I know, like and you only get them two the of the days or something. The sun is shining on your face. Yes, like you get it two of your, like we'll look to each other six hours before and be like, <laughs> We get olives. It's today. almost time for olives. It is. The other thing that they don't tell you about is it makes you so gassy. 
that oh, the two of us look at each other like, thank God we're, we 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 said for better or for worse, because this is the worst part. This is the part that everyone's talking about. Is this what Pussy World has come down to? It is. We're, we're, it is. and 40-year-olds <laughs> talking about gas. It's true. Bad diets. We're, no. we're fasting. We are gassing is what we're doing right now. It is uh, so. I have day four. If I if I'm if I'm out of it a little bit, that's why. Oh my gosh! Yikes! Listen, but I get olives today. It's an olive day. <laughs> Congratulations! Oh you're, gonna, you're gonna get that one olive like halfway through our show and suddenly start perking up and talking more. Dude, seriously, I I, I was eating my bar this morning and oh. Sue walked in and she went, "What are you doing? Slow down." Savor it. That's all you small bites. That's all you get until like noon. I was like, I know, I know. know. It's horrible. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that's, that's really... how I thought I'd start the day is by telling you about my my fast. Jesus. Um good to see both of you. Is there something we we would rather talk about for <laughs> the, the opening of the show? <laughs> is there any other pre-chatter we would like to? I found a growth. I... No, I was <laughs> anything. Anything would be better. Than... I have a lump in my armpit. Um, exactly. Is that weird? Is that bizarre? Does anybody else smell purple? Is that uh, is that weird? We are all really excited about our guest today. Um, Angela Moore was Sean's long-term girlfriend and Topanga's best friend. She is an absolute massive fan favorite. And we know her as Trina McGee. She was in 59 episodes of Boy Meets World. Wow. She first appeared in season five, episode two, Boy Meets the Real World, or actually I think it's just Boy Meets Real World. And uh, she is absolutely our most requested guest by fans. We have been getting your emails. We are so excited to have her here. Uh, we didn't want to wait until season five when she makes her <laughs> first appearance on the show. We wanted to bring her in now. So please join me in welcoming Miss Trina. McGee. At some point, I'm going to comb my hair before I do it. (laughs) At some point. Thank you, Trina. At some point. Will hasn't eaten for four days, Trina. I haven't eaten for four days. I've had soup, but it's powdered soup. You're talking to the perfect person about fasts. Trina does. Yes, you're talking to the perfect person for this. I'm on a fast. I'm on a I'm four days into a fast. Are you hearing the voices yet? (laughs) Yes. God. And seeing seeing the, the the weird things flying around, like we'll just yeah. we'll be sitting there, and all of a sudden we'll just go, yeah, like something just flew. In. It's just very strange. Wait, are you it's serious? Very... You're like hallucinating. You can get re- to that. I, I kind of yeah. it feels like that, like the third day, a little like you could you could bring your mind there. <laughs> Yesterday was rough. I have an alternative. Eat food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you just don't I'm eat too you. much of it. My cells need rejuvenating, Ryder. We didn't all go to a hippie school where we learned everything know, about Ryder's everything. Like, eat, drink, and be merry. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. It still looks like he's thirteen. It kills I me. I know. Wait, I know. Trina, I, I actually this is a good uh, chance now that we're talking about this, Ryder. Mm-hmm. Can we can we go back to what we learned yesterday, Trina? Oh, we learned you. yesterday that Ryder <laughs> went to a high school where you know, first of all, we knew this that his graduating class in high school was twelve. 12 students at his high school in his graduating class. But what we learned yesterday was that he walked a mile to school every day. And whoever was the first person to arrive at the school had to start the fire to warm the shed that they learned in. It was like okay, you do was, in high school. It, there was a, it was a series of buildings, but the main building, which was, you know, like it, an old house, like this uh-huh. old beat up house that had been converted to just like, 
rooms where students could gather had a wood-burning stove. And if you got there before anybody else, you had to start the fire to warm the place up. Yeah, I mean, I you do realize that. Very dramatic. Now, I was going to say, because you do realize that when they describe cult compounds, they always start with, it's a series of buildings. <laughs> yes, it was. We, I mean, it, <laughs> But look, all schools are like that, right? Like they start well, off no, as actually, one this, this explains a lot between how maybe me and Ryder clicked so well, because I went to a similar hippie type school where Did they used really? to take us up to um, from the city to this farm for a week, yes. three times out of the year. And oh, you really? had to get up and do chores and stuff like that. Where, where was And there this? was only tw- 20 people in our every class. This was from wow. from fourth grade to eighth grade, I went school there's only 20 people in my class it was called manhattan country school wow that's cool my older brother did something similar my (laughs) my my family went to something called the mountain school where for like half a semester in high school they they went to vermont and like lived on a farm but that's different good that was an experience they took you from a regular school to that experience that wasn't it wasn't like oh Ryder's here first he's got to churn the butter it wasn't like i mean (laughs) When we left our school for, because we would do trips, we we went backpacking. It was literally what you could carry on your back into the wilderness. <laughs> Good luck, uh, oh, man. Yeah, and you I mean there were some bad trips too. There were trips. There were trips where things went wrong. We had bear encounters. We had trips where like it rained on us for four days straight. Had to hike like Damn, nine okay. miles, and I was like eleven. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. but it was the best experience. Like I mean, I look back on. It, I mean, like now because you know I I just took Indy to Alaska, and mm-hmm. man, the kid just cries and complains. I mean, we're trying to do like normal day hikes and he's just, and I'm like, oh my God, I want to send you away. Yes. I want to send you away to summer. Like I was not a big believer in summer camp because I never went to summer camp. I just like went camping with my family. And so, but now I'm like, oh, I want to send him to summer camp because he needs like another adult to tell him like, fuck up kid. Because like Alex and I can only say it so many times before we're just like mean parents, you know? Summer camp is great. Summer camp is the best. I did summer camp every single year up to becoming a counselor. Like summer camp was the best ever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've wow. learned already that maybe part of the reason you and Ryder had such great <laughs> chemistry is because you guys both went to hippie high schools. We did. Yes. But I, that is jumping ahead because I can't wait to talk about your chemistry. But one of the things we love to ask everybody who comes on the show is tell us about your origin story. Before we all got to know you as Trina McGee and, and as Angela Moore, tell us a little bit about the early stages of your career. How did you get into acting? Uh, well, <laughs> I my road was very self-driven. It was honestly something I just knew I was going to do. I woke up one morning and I was like, I'm going to be an actress. Now, the time before that, I'd already been two years at Howard University and I was going to be I was a political science major at Howard wow. University. But I really wasn't. I went to a very funny time um, of going to Howard University because at the time, um, it was a very popular thing to go to a black college university. And I went there because I had predominantly had an upbringing with all white schools. So as the Angela character you see me as in an all white situation was how I grew up. I went to a predominantly <laughs> all the hippie elementary school, then a very stark, um, high end, um, predominantly Jewish um, high school called Horace Mann in New York that in Riverdale that was very competitive, you know, and I got there through, you know, scholarships or whatever. And so then when I went to college, I wanted to go to an all black college. So yeah. who's in my freshman year in the hall back college, but P Diddy, um, Q 
kid and play used to come down and play all the time. I, my oh, best friend okay. used to date P Diddy. I'd always I used to drive with him back and forth from from DC to New York. Um, just you know, because he lived in Mount Vernon, I lived in Yonkers. Um, so I kind of got, got caught up more in the entertainment that was coming to Howard rather than actually. <laughs> You know, going to school and, you know, and I realized, you know, I'm not going to, you know, in it already actually it started before that in high school that I actually started cutting classes to go on auditions downtown. My first audition um, when I was 16 was for Bill Cosby. Mm -hmm. And I had actually they had a, a, a thing on the wall. It would open audition. I went to the open audition. I got called back twice. And this happened like three times. Now, I started cutting school in high school to go downtown and, and do creative stuff. And, and, and I got in trouble and my chemistry teacher, <laughs> I got in trouble, especially in chemistry and math. I just wasn't interested. And they told me if you cut school one more time, you're, you're going to be, you know, in big trouble. You may not be able to come back to Horace, man, this really big thing that I was going to. So they had an open call for the, uh, the Cosby show. So I begged my chemistry teacher. I said, please, can you please just let me leave to go on this audition? And I can I not get in trouble? Do you not report me to the to whoever? And he just says, okay, Trina, go. You will never be a chemist. <laughs> you know? You're never going to be a chemist. Probably so true. I, I, and, uh, and you know, not I, inaccurate. Yeah. So <laughs> I go to these auditions three times for Bill, Bill Cosby. I got to um, uh, actually get taken to Brooklyn on the last time. And, 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 um, and um, we had, I didn't get the part. So they had sent you home on this van, right? That when you didn't get the part for Bill Cosby in Brooklyn, it goes from Brooklyn to back to Manhattan. You don't want to be on the van. So I'm on the van with this other girl. We didn't oh, get no. it. No, I think in retrospect, you want to be on the van. You want to be on yeah, the van. Yeah, exactly. 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 You dodged him. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Bill Cosby. The anyway. safety <laughs> van. <laughs> Jeez. I remember Felicia Rashad coming, coming out and saying, Girl, do you know how many parts I didn't get? Because I was crying. I was bawling, Aww. you know, that I didn't get this part. But then, yeah, so then I went to college and I, I uh, was, was always, so many stars were my freshman class. Big <laughs> Diddy, Paula J. Park. I don't know if you knew who she was, but she was a big actress on Fridays. And Wendy, mm -hmm. Wendy, uh, uh, Mikkel Robinson, who was on The Game Now, uh, Taraji Henson was in the class right below us, and wow. Debbie Allen, who is uh, very big in um, the arts community. I don't know if you know guys know who Debbie Allen is. Yes, she of was, course. She taught, she taught um, drama there. But I'm not going to school for drama. I'm going to school for political science. So, you know, long story short, I left after two years, and I just said, let me just come home. I, I moved back with my grandmother, and I just started auditioning. I, but I thought I was going to be a model then, So I and I auditioned for this agency called flick um uh, no, flick no click it was back then for molly and they said no well you know you're, you're a little short maybe you might want to um try acting and they said okay we'll send you out on a couple auditions see what you get we're not going to sign you and they sent me on on my first audition was for this play called chelsea walls and it had ed sharon vincent d'onofrio was in it um marissa tomei gina gershon wow. okay Nobody was anybody then. And I ended up doing this play. I had this small part. And Ed Sharon, who directed it, went on to direct Law and Order, mm. um, all the Law and Order stuff. So but nobody was anybody. Jane Alexander was like the matron of the whole thing. So um, mm. so then that happens. And then my second, after, right after that, my next audition is for a show Quincy Jones is doing. I mean, literally, it's my first three auditions. I'm kind of just discovered, you know. Wow. And then Quincy Jones had this audition, open call, 800 girls across the country. 
then I make it down to like the last 11 girls. And that's what brought me out to LA from New York, that Quincy Jones, but not to necessarily have the part to compete against a, four spots and 11 girls. So these 11 girls are me, Regina King, Lauren Hill, uh, this girl named Lisa Nicole Carson was working all the time then. Wow. And then finally, I actually get this part, this Quincy Jones part, and it's me. Uh, it's me and this girl Rose and Lisa, and we're going to be this this big thing like the monkeys, but it's going to be a TV show. Oh my! And gosh. Um, long story short, the whole thing just falls apart, you know. But oh, I'm wow. left out here in LA with an agent, and I start beating the really you know, now everyone's taking me serious. Oh, wait, hold on, I have a question about this Quincy Jones show. So it was a, a music show. The four of you were going to be a musical act TV show. Yes. And was. you beat Lauren Hill. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. a musical show. <laughs> I remember that story. Because I remember, because like the Fugees became huge, like while we were oh, doing yes. Boyer. Like, and they I remember Trudy being like, you know, I beat her for a job. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that <laughs> what is so a crazy. story. No, funny yeah. enough, before that, a year before that, I had, my first jobs were off Broadway plays. And I used to do hip hop musicals. That's what I remember. And I'd, yeah. Yeah. And I'd start in about a, uh, three of them off Broadway and Lauren Hill was the 16 year olds was the 15 was the backup dancer for my show. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing you talk about New York though, it brings you right back to, and if you didn't know that scene, the, like the New York audition scene where they would put you in a van where you, you'd go and you'd, everybody would audition for law and order once yeah. a week. Like it was, it's <laughs> what you had. It was they would do just, lots of, it, like, mix-and-match sessions, too. It was always, like, show up this day, show up. And they would, yeah, because yeah, it, it really, New York was out of the theater tradition, which is so yes. crazy. Yeah. And it's so, like, 800 people show up, and at the end of the day, there's 10 left, and then the next day, there's 30 people. And it's, like, yeah. all this, like, workshopping. And, and you always think you have rooms. the job, and then you don't have the yeah. job. It, it's, like, I it's you that now. It was crazy. No, no, no walk up either. staircases like you'd no. walk up staircases at twelve or thirteen years old. These tiny little staircases, and you turn a corner yes. into this tiny little hallway, and there'd be forty-two kids your age for yes. some Cheerios commercial. Little black yeah. steps, white walls. Yes, New yes, York. Yep. Hot as hell. It's hot. And you smell the paint. Oh. <laughs> yes. Or you're in one of those terrible elevators where you've got to move yes. the little gate to the side and it barely like it's clicking up the steps yeah. to go up and see Leonardo DiCaprio, okay. who's auditioning for an AT&T commercial. It's like that kind of thing. It was such a such a scene. I also didn't know. I'm amazed because I love television. I'm a television addict. I didn't know they shot Cosby in New York. They did. I they that shot was out it here. in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, in the same studios as my favorite soap opera at the time, Another World. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, oh, I thought that was an LA series. Okay, that was no. in New York. Interesting. Okay, was, so yeah. you, by the time you end up getting to Boy Meets World, you had already been on Sinbad, A Different World, Martin, Picket Fences, Family Matters, and Parenthood. And was and, in and she'd done Daylight, right? I had done Daylight, and I did all the jobs I was going to do. Okay. <laughs> I got boy. boy was your retirement plan? Is that nice? <laughs> oh, believe yeah, okay. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves 
and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. When you got the audition for Boy Meets World, had you ever heard of Boy Meets World? Had you ever seen Boy Meets World? What did you know about the show, if anything? And what did they tell you about the character you were auditioning for? Ooh, good question. Okay. Okay. I didn't... Boy Meets World crept up on me. 
Like I was just watching the the the, the season one thing, you know, watch long thing. And at that time, when you guys were in season one, that was off the radar for me. Yeah. I had just I just maybe done a different world, and then that that year I was had debate on my first child. I was you know newly married, and so Boy Meets World was very much off the radar until after I had done a movie called Daylight. Okay, and. I, it was 18 months between daylight and my next job. And I had left my children in St. Louis with their grandparents and was coming periodically out here because I, I just wanted them to be in, you know, we had had some family situations. I wanted them to be, you know, with more family instead of this LA life. So, and I was coming back to audition, but I had been doing this back and forth for 18 months, not having wow. much luck. I was kind of getting discouraged. I had just done a big movie. So I'm thinking everyone's just supposed to receive me in Hollywood, you know, right. which may or may not happen, open. you know? Right. So um, I'm, I'm at this ho this like kind of not so great hotel on Wilshire, right? And I'm, I just had this big audition with Warren Beatty, okay? For both, for the, the Halle Berry movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and I was just depressed. I kind of knew I didn't get this and everything. So I turn on my TV, it's Friday. And I was so disciplined back then. I didn't go out and do nothing. I was just focused. So it's Friday night. I'm in this sad hotel away from my kids. And I turn on the TV and on comes in, in fuzz is Boy Meets World. <laughs> and I kind of got this weird feeling about this show. I actually started watching it. And this was maybe six months before I actually got the audition. Wow. And I actually started watching it every Friday because really there was no other channel that the TV could get to because it was such a bad channel. We were, wow. We were a default. Yeah. I could only get Boy Meets World. I know this is no lie. So um, after a while. Uh, but it was prepping you for the audition. Yeah, yes. Exactly. It's like, exactly. It's like what yes. Rusty says, you know, the one door is closed and you keep banging yep. on it and then another door opens. Yep. It was that uh, crappy hotel well, scene you know, I know opened I, the door. Yes. And see, I know sitcom. I've always said all I did was sitcom. Every black sitcom yeah. before that I'd done and other sitcom, but just done. So I, so I liked sitcom, like the beach. So that was, and that was the only show I could watch. So I'm watching. And then, um, about six months later, I get this call for Boy Meets Worlds. I thought that was kind of surreal. And um, then uh, they told me they didn't really describe the part. They just said a love interest for Sean. Mm -hmm. um, they had, but the thing is, I knew you had to be funny, you know. But when they gave me the first first sides, there was nothing funny about it my was a character. Super drama scene. No, I, know I was the more scene. of the yeah. setup for a joke, you know. What was what, what was the scene? It yeah, was, was the first? scene that well, what I read with with Trina when they brought brought me into for our, us to do a chemistry read. It was a scene that we had already done on the show. It was a scene with um, Larissa Olenek when she had been my girlfriend for mm -hmm. like two episodes. I threw a picnic for her out in the I snow. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, it, it was a dramatic scene. It was like Sean making this big romantic gesture and, and a conversation between the two of them. And so we had done it the year before or two years before or whatever. And they were using that scene to audition oh, okay. Angela's um, because they, so they picked the it. one dramatic Sean scene. I knew it was dramatic <laughs> and soft and like yeah. romantic. Exactly. And Angst. There was angst. Yes. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Of course, there's angst. Of course, there's angst. That was how they auditioned Trina. It was like, and then you had to come back like 800 times. Yeah, right? So that part, that part. Okay, so I come in the first time. No, I come in for Barbie Block. No, this is this is a funny story. Come in to read for Barbie Block first time. Okay, um, they go back to my agent and say that we have no interest in her. She's not funny. 
So I'm like, wait what? a minute, there's nothing on the page that was funny. But what are they yeah. talking about? So I, I actually go to my manager's office the next day and I said, because I'm when I'm auditioning in LA at this point, it's the, it's like 10 girls at every audition. So I know who my competition is. So I go back to my agent the next day and I'm like, there's only 10 girls in this town auditioning around. All right. I know this is my part. This is how I grew up. I know how it is to be in an all white situation, mm-hmm. you know, and this is it. This is me. I don't I can't believe call them back and get me in again. So my manager kind of looks at me like, oh, Trina, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so I'm walking. All of a sudden, my manager gets a phone call and she's on, puts me on, on. Hold on. So I go and I start talking to the receptionist, okay, who is this like feisty little college kid. And she's, she's I can't, couldn't stand her boss, who was the one who just told me to wait outside because she had to take a call. I can't stand them. They never let me do anything. This is the assistant talking. And I said, you know, yeah, no one wants to take chances. And I said, I should be back in that room. Okay. I'm uh, telling you, she goes, I think so too. So she, because she wants to make some feisty move, calls back Barbie Block yes. and, and pushes me back into that yes. room. Yes. Wow. Without my wow. manager knowing. Okay. Yes. So all of a sudden, <laughs> so awesome. It was like the conspiracy of two spunky little chicks. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> So actually, for some reason, Barbie Black said, yeah, okay, we'll see her again. You know, and so I go back and I didn't know what more to do because it was the same thing. But for some reason, when I got back, got back, Michael, maybe had seen a tape, I think. So then I get a call and um, that uh, to come back again, you know, so I come back again and there's and I come back and there's like eight to 10 girls, for some reason to see, I always remember the seating of this situation because it would be, I always like to separate myself from people in auditions, you know? So there's eight to girls sitting on a, on a bench in front of me and I'm on the other bunch. I'm just looking at these eight to 10 girls. Everybody goes in, I go in last. Then I get a call, come in the next day. Same thing, fresh new eight to 10 girls. And it's me standing across from them. They go in, I go in. Then it's the last day, three days of this, eight to 10 girls, new girls, and, and, and then that day, Michael came out into the waiting area and he looks at everybody and he, and then I'm in the bathroom and he goes, come here, I want to talk to you. And, and he, and we go in the bathroom together, like, and the, all the girls could see him wanting to give me these notes or whatever. He goes, I want you to be different. Like nobody else has ever been on this. You got to be different. Okay. And then I had some lipstick on and I started putting something. He goes, no, no, take that lipstick off. <laughs> Oh my story. god. Wow. wow. That's not it. You just come in different. So, so in your friend, you have to figure out what that was the direction? Yeah. Look different. Do something wow. different to yourself. So I start to put these lipstick on. <laughs> it's just, no, no, it's not it. Take the lipstick off. That's a oh verbatim what happened. So wow. and he walks out, he goes in the room, and I guess you were in the room, writer, and everything. And I'm taking my like so nervous. And then this time I go in before all the girls go in and I go in and I read with you. And these, these are the time, these walls that these auditions were thin, thin. Yep. I don't know what yep. in LA and you can hear yep. everything. Oh yeah. Yep. So, so I go in and I do the audition. I don't know if I'm good or not. I didn't know. I'm just doing me. And I come out and two of the girls who were on the bench looked at me and they said, like, girl, we know it's you, mm. you know? And I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> and then you know that that's how I and then a couple of days later I got a call that I was going to be on the show but 
see, in my mind, I was always a series regular. I was very arrogant back then. I have to say I was very actressy. And, you know, so I just assumed that I was a series regular. It wasn't until like three months later of being on the show when Michael said, hey, trainer, we really like your work and we're going to keep you. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I already know that. I thought that was the point. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So that was, you know, that's the story. Well, that's my question. That's what I wonder. Was was the Angela character, was she supposed to be just reoccurring originally? Or was she always yeah. planning on? I think oh, they were okay. testing it out. Testing yeah. it. I think, they were, I think they wanted a regular character, but they yeah. weren't sure. So they, they wanted, which is, you know, smart on their part, right? I mean, yeah. it's not great for... For you, Trina, because you're not getting paid as well or have any yeah. sort of future Oh, well, yeah, they, uh, they eked it out. For sure. Oh, yeah. So they eke <laughs> oh, it out. Yeah. But also, it's good creatively because you can sort of feel out, you know, whether this character is going to work or not. Um, but yeah. here's my question, Trina. So were all the other actresses black? Was that like a Every defining characteristic? Yeah. Every shade from like light skin to mocha to <laughs> caramel yeah. going on down. Gabrielle Union was there. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. Essence Atkins was one of the people. I don't yeah. remember too many other of the girls, but I remember Gabrielle Union was on like maybe the second day bench. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you're the only person I ever read with. And at that point, I mean, they had already, I had had a meeting with the producers, not my So wait, so when those girls were going in, they weren't reading with you? No, I think, I think you might be I combining two different meetings. I thought you were in the meetings. whole time with them. No, either, either they brought me in and just to read with you and brought me back out, or you're conflating two different meetings. I, by the time I met you, it was sort of like, this is who we think is the girl. What do you think? Yeah. And I remember realizing it was the scene that I had done with Larissa and thinking, well, no one could do this better than Larissa. Like, this is going to suck. And then reading with you <laughs> and after you left being like, oh, yeah, that was incredible. This is so great. <laughs> um, and just being like, absolutely, there is no doubt in my mind that this will work. Like, it was yeah, so it was so really obvious. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I felt it in the room and I'm pretty sure you did, too. It was like, oh, this I is did. this is so easy. Trina, what was your first impression of Ryder? I thought Ryder was really cute and I liked reading with him because I felt like our um, timing was very uh, mutually nice. It was just yeah. a nice chemistry. Yeah. I really liked acting with Ryder, especially when yep. I got to do softer scenes, you know. Mm -hmm. But I thought he was cute, you know, but I, th I just thought he was a kid, really, kind of. Well, yes, yeah. so that's what <laughs> I wanted yeah, to ask what I, you about. So he was. Right. From my perspective, she was a hot person my age. Right, well, <laughs> like, oh. you, hold on. I need, hold on. Trina, Trina looks younger than any of us all on of us. this Zoom. Right. She looks right. younger than, than all of us. Yeah. But Trina is actually well, she's 12 years old. You're 12 years older than me. Yeah. I and so that 11. makes you 10 to 11 years older than Ryder. And so Ryder was yep. 17 at the time, right? Right. Yep. This was you came in in 97. And she yeah. was 28. And you were 28 which, years which old. We did not find out for exactly. a while. So, yes. <laughs> Trina, did you share your age with anybody or was and if not, was it a conscious choice to not let anyone know your age? I never think about my age like that. I just feel like it is what it is. I do, it wasn't mm -hmm. a conscious choice. Michael actually later, later said he thought I was older than I was. <gasps> really? Wow. But yeah, no, I, I think I was about 11 years older than, than Ryder. And, you know, I, I didn't, I was so, I gotta say, this is, I, please forgive me. People change. I was so into myself at the time. <laughs> I was so into myself that like, you know, I thought about, okay, things, but I only thought about it in, in pertains of, you know, 
honestly how I could get ahead. I, you know, no, so, I can I can so. jog your I can jog your memory because I remember very specifically what happened and why you didn't tell us your age because you did not choose I don't to remember. hide. I don't oh, remember. I do. So okay. I had done an episode where I was making out with a guest star, of uh, course, uh-huh. and she showed up at the tape night with a baby. And we found out because we had assumed all week that she was my age or whatever. And she turned out to be 28 or something well, with a baby. Yeah. And we <laughs> freaked out at the time, you know, because I was 17 and I was like, oh, my God. And so we told that story in front of you when you were just a guest star or whatever in your first. Or, and I remember then you kept your mouth shut. Oh, my <laughs> God. She was like, was I'm never going to say a word. It was weeks later. And it was you, me and Will. And we are rehearsing. And uh, remembering this. somebody said something about like a year or whatever, and you nodded like knowingly. And Will looked at you and called you out in front of me. <laughs> you, Will, you were like, "How old are you, Trina? How old are you really?" And she's like, "I don't know. I don't want to say." So and, then, and she was like, "He's like, you're, you're over twenty, aren't you?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm twenty eight. He's like, "How many kids you got? How many kids oh, you got?" God. And Trina, you were like. Two at the time, you had two kids, and we were like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "No, no, no, it's okay." And you're like, "It's not okay." I heard you talking about that other actress, and it freaked you out. And so that's why you kept your mouth shut for me. And then I was like, "No, no, no, it's okay. It's totally fine." Even oh, though it I had was no filter, I had no, no, you had filter no filter back in the day. Totally I had like, no filter back in well, the day. Well, yeah. hold on, Sorry. Trina. I I want to go back to what you said. <laughs> I love you too, Trina. Where <laughs> Trina, where you said, "Oh, please forgive me. People change." I was so into myself. Like, yeah. first of all. We were all. So, oh, man. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, we were the definition of narcissists. Oh, man. It, it wasn't. I mean, yes, definitely for sure. But also not just narcissist. Also just like teenage. The world yeah. revolves around me. Yeah. Like I yeah. literally remember thinking like all day, every day being like, when do I get to drive down Laurel Canyon for the <laughs> first time? You know, I was 16. Right. I had just gotten my driver's license. Like I was yeah. so excited to drive down Laurel Canyon and, <laughs> and whether or not I was going to go, which dance I was going to, like I, that was all I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking right. about anything else. And for you, Trina, as I have gotten older and we have had so many conversations and all of this, this, these yeah. conversations that we've had have been like therapy for us talking about yes. our, our histories yes. and our past together. <laughs> when I think about that for you at 28 years old, n- married with two children and pregnant at the time with your third. <laughs> I know. Jeez. It's you overwhelming of, for yeah. my brain to like try yeah. and put yeah. myself in your shoes. It's just yes. like insane. You, of course, this was a career for you. This was yeah, a, it was, a very everything Im- was so serious. You and know? it was a very important job. It was a regular oh job. It was every week coming back. And like you said, in your mind, you set your sights on, I'm a regular. They may not have told me yet, but I know yeah. it's going to be yeah. true. I am manifesting yeah. that. And you did. Yeah. It came to fruition. And then it lasted for three years. So for you, this was, I mean, it was so much more than than it was oh, for yeah. m- me rolling into work. Or me. Here I come. I'm going to Totally thing. different. I mean, yeah. we must have driven you crazy, right? Yes, crazy. We must have been so annoying. <laughs> crazy. I remember, I, I remember the first episode, very first episode I had, and all, I just had one little line. It was just kind of introducing me, and I said it was called Reality World, or Boy Meets Reality, or something. Boy and I was sitting world. a couple of desks, and I had one line like Corey or something. But you guys were so. You guys were the typical teenagers. I mean. And I think at that point, that year, that was kind of the beginning of 
everybody, as you guys, teenagers that I saw going through this kind of, I've got to be me stage and everything. And you guys were really close knit. And I think you were really, conf I my perception was that you were really confused about me because yeah. I'm, I'm older, but I'm not older and I can't really fit in your group. So my, I guess my first perception of you on that, I kind of thought you guys were snots, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but that we makes were. sense. That totally makes were, sense. I, thought, you know, and I honestly thought you were really, really privileged kids that didn't yeah, know. We were. That, yeah. You know, <laughs> that didn't know. And I, you know, I'm 28. That's not old like i'm supposed to know everything i think no. the phase i was going through as 28 was more like i think i know everything i've really got mm -hmm. it together i've got these kids in my career and, da, 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 and these kids you know yeah. it was more yeah. out of my attitude so anything you did to feed that would would um kind of fuel that for me but honestly in the back of my mind i sometimes i would think wouldn't it be really cool to just be their age and be able to go like i remember one time you guys were going somewhere after work and all together, and I was like, I can't go with them because I have to like Aww. go feed Aww, children, yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> change like, diapers, which is great. But you yeah. know, but it was weird because it was like yeah. well, I really did relate to you because you guys were very adult like um, kids, and I really did relate to you on a lot of levels. But then there was always a line that would cross like, Oh, we're gonna go <laughs> do something yeah. crazy with our friends. Yeah. I think Ryder had this new car and he was da living mm -hmm. downtown and everybody that's right. I was in the loft at that point. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna go change diapers. And, yeah. yeah, and you, I <laughs> mean, that's, that's the thing that was, you know. but that's the thing that was so strange is that you and I were closer in age. We still weren't super close. I mean, we're closer yeah. in age, Yeah. but we never worked together. No, we didn't. Right. Like we, didn't. we never were, I think we were episodes. I mean, you had been there forever before you and I were ever on screen together. So we always talk about the two boy meets worlds where it's yeah. like, uh -huh. I didn't get a chance to get to know you on a personal level kind Not of at all. At all. Yeah. And when I go back, there's people like now that we've started this podcast, people will send us stuff like they're sending us old TGIF clips and stuff like that. And there are certain clips they're sending where I just think I am so cool. <laughs> like you can tell these things where it's like, I am the coolest guy in the world. I don't want to listen. And I look back at it now and you're just like, oh, my God, the arrogance of youth. It is just yeah. so <laughs> horrifying. So that coupled with not knowing you at all. I mean, we didn't become friends until you were there for like, we didn't dislike each other. We just didn't know each yeah. other. We just like didn't at know all. each other. Yeah, definitely. So it was I know. so weird to have the two boy meets world where we just, we they were completely separate. Worlds, yeah. 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 I well, know, oh, I think, so strange. I think honestly, to a certain degree, I'm going to say this. I think we all could have, but this doesn't really work in this kind of work environment or what they do. I think they were powers in play that be that kind of made us all words are said dropped here and there to make us all competitive with each other mm, absolutely. so that I we will give stronger mm. performances yeah you it, know some, certain powers played us against one another and, yeah. and had been for years frankly so i think at times my relationship with you did suffer because of that and because i was really really competitive at the time i just i just wanted everything all at once and I went for it, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you'd also been, we were we were the kind of kids, a lot of us had started working at a very young age. Yeah. We were lucky to be on this show. You had been like the New York actress fighting and scrapping. And now you're yeah. out here away from your kids for a while, fighting and scrapping to get a job. So again, Danielle's right. We came at this from, I, I think your word is exactly yeah. right, privilege, just a place of privilege. You did. And then you throw on fame and money when you're, in oh, your teenage years and it, it just takes it to a whole nother level yeah it really does. 
Yeah. So yeah. snots, I think, is probably a pretty accurate term for us when. <laughs> well, I thought, when you, I thought you were taking it for granted. And yeah. I thought that there were times like when you guys were really needed space to play and stuff. I just came from like a, such a serious place. Like we've got to get this job done in the work. And I, I've, I've waited so long to get here. And, you know, so I just wasn't a total different headspace. And but what, I think what's more important for me over the years is to be to realize that life is not fair. And not everybody had to do a, a, a scrape up from the bottom to get up. Everybody's journey is different. And I and I have to respect, I, as much as I want you to respect my journey, I have to respect your journey, especially now that we're older. And, you know, it just is what it is. It doesn't doesn't help me to, to look at you guys and be like, oh, well, she just had a Barbie commercial and made it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is that going to do right, right. for our relationship? I, I actually enjoy being friends with Danielle way more than that little stigma that people tend to hang on, you know? Yeah. And also let's just get real. I'm a black actress. I mean, yeah. there's not, uh, there was a great sweet time in the nineties when they were using us to build up the uh, UPN and they were using us to build up Fox network yeah. and it ended. And I, I caught a sweet spot in that time. And um, it was amazing to be able to, to, to hop on your show. It, 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 it there just are, weren't a lot of opportunities. They were very farmed into a narrow path. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending! That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well. When we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandy. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. 
So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. We mentioned a bunch of the shows that you had done before Boy Meets World, and Mm -hmm. almost all of them, maybe all of them, were entirely black casts. Yeah. And then (laughs) you come on to Boy Meets World, which we have acknowledged here multiple times, is the whitest white cast (laughs) and almost an exclusively white crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. one lighting guy. Okay. <laughs> no. That's I really, remember him so really. well. And I used to yeah. say there's one lighting guy. <laughs> what was that like for you? I mean, you were you like you said, it was very com- you were very comfortable yeah. in that way because that was very much how you grew up. But t- but still, what was that experience like for you? It all right, it was comfortable for me because of of course my upbringing. But it also took a lot of biting my tongue, too, Mm -hmm. especially, okay, when we weren't filming, okay, and everyone, or when we were filming, and everyone would be back around that table at craft services, you know, that's where the real party was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Yeah. So that's when I, when I wasn't filming and I was milling around this, especially on tape nights, that's when I would hear certain things or conversations people would say, and I'd be, and I'd have to go home and I would, you know, really tell my husband at the time, I can't believe they just said that. Like one mom, I'm not going to say who it was at the time they had another little TV that would have the news and then they'd have the show. So one mom, it was voting time in California and they had some prop for the Indians to get something. So Mm -hmm. one mom of one of the cast members said, "Um, we don't know these Indians are damn thing, you know? (laughs) So it was a lot of stuff like that would sometimes not a lot, but would happen. And I'd be like, (laughs) Wow. <laughs> you know, I really have Yikes. nobody to back me to say anything like this, you know, or to, because she was kind of saying it to everybody. Anybody could have come in and said anything, you know, so sometimes things or sometimes I would just, just, un- I would just understand that some of our experiences were not the same yeah. and our belief systems were not the same. So it only really came into play when people would speak their political issues on the set because the reality is 
is you don't have to know anything about me. You don't have to know anything about my culture to get ahead in America. Um, I was taught at a young age by my grandmother who was in the working force and in the, in the army. And the, she was a, just a great woman. And she always worked in the white world. And the, we have to know about you. We have to know how to right. get along with you. Um, I have family members, you know, uh, from Philly who, if I brought them into a room with a bunch of white people, they would just walk right out the door. They wouldn't know really how to relate. So I really, I do want to thank my grandmother uh, for giving me that education, making me go to those schools to be able to, um, get ahead in that in that part of society which is important to any black american to be able to achieve we have to be able to compete um with the masses so um the feeling i always was watching i always was taking on my grandma what she would say in the workplace so that meant biting my tongue a lot it wasn't that wasn't for me to get into every conversation i want to say though because trina you're you're talking right now for sure about times where you bit your tongue and i know that that had to happen But I also there was very specifically a time that you didn't bite your tongue and it was with a conversation that you had with Will. And I want you guys to talk about it because I bring it up only because it is such an important moment in Will's life specifically that he has given you credit for over and over again as being somebody who has changed his life. And so I, why don't you guys talk just very briefly? We have been in the news for this. It's been, we have talked about it ad nauseum, so we do not want to spend sure. a lot of time on it. No, but I, we don't. I do want you guys to touch on it. All right. Yeah, we can touch on it, but it's, it, it, Trina and I have, have been through this now a number of times. So can you please tell the story so that we can, okay. so we here's, can move here's on how I, it. Here's how I remember. Here's how I remember the story. And, and, and Trina, correct me if I'm wrong. Ryder All was right. there as well, but here's how I remember the story. So we used to always make fun of each other on the set. That was like our thing. I saw you come out of the dressing room in a big red headscarf. In my head, I attached no cultural significance to that whatsoever. Uh I saw a person who I thought was my friend but didn't know all that well. Wearing a big red hat. Yeah, by That's then everybody had, had was comfortable and, you know. Enough, but uh-huh. you and I still hadn't worked together a ton. No. But no. I was like, you're part of the cast, so that means gonna make fun of you the same way I make fun. So I thought, gonna make fun of her red hat. That's as far yeah. as my dumbass privileged mind saw it. Uh-huh. And so right before I walked on for my part, I walked by and went, love your syrup, and walked on to the set thinking, boom, zing, just got her for her hat. I heard Ryder laughing like it was like, hey, that's what it was. We then, <laughs> exactly. But then so we finished this. We finished the scene and you came up to me and you're like, oh, I was pissed. That, that oh, was yeah. not that was not OK. And I was like, what? I had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, what? And you went that referring to me as Aunt Jemima. I was like, oh, my God. I, I assume that was like I remember saying this to you. I was like, I assume that was like you calling me the Jolly Green Giant. And you're like, no, no, that's not the same thing at all. And you explained to me, of course, I had no idea, especially in, I'm not trying to, you never use the time as an excuse, but the, mm-hmm. the mid 90s, I had no idea the cultural significance of the well, Aunt Jemima that's the character. That's the part about you guys being stuff. so surrounded by mostly, if not all, white people all yeah. the time for so yeah. long. I never heard that. I had no idea. So I was and I've used this word about other things, but mortified because the last thing you want to think is you're 
part of the problem. Like your ignorance is part of the problem. I had no idea. I was like, in my head, I was going, I made, I made fun of her because of her hat. That's all I was trying to do. Like what, what just happened? And I remember you very patiently explaining to me why I was an idiot. And we hugged and walked away, but I was shaken. I felt really small. Like at the, oh. I felt small. Because How could you, you not? Look, you got to think about it. You're on the white set with all the white people. And you know, yeah. oh, of course, and like, got a laugh. You know, it looks got like everything's fine for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, and I was playing. I was the dumb nineteen or whatever. I'm playing the joke, like, yeah. uh, and and so I, you walked away, and I remember like literally shaking. And then Ryder and I started talking, and it's a conversation that he and I have had a hundred and fifty times since because it literally changed my life. Yeah, where that moment was the moment where I was like, you can't just say stuff. Right. You can't just throw things out there because you think it's funny, but ah, and walk away. You're, you're hurt. You, you could be hurting people. You could legitimately be hurting people because yeah. you think it's funny. So what I actually did is I asked people I knew. I just kept telling friends and family the story, and and they were like, "No, he doesn't sound racist. He just sounds really dumb." Yeah. <laughs> you know that? Uh, yep. So then, literally, that was the feedback that I kept getting. I didn't know. Yeah. This is the thing, Will. You become part of the issue nowadays when you have to move in spaces with people of color and you don't really have to, you don't have to by right, but it would behave you by right to learn about them as much as you can. You know, sure. you of didn't course. have to back then, nor were you told to, nor were you, didn't affect your check, nothing. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? The real tragedy in, in all of it is the years that went by that we, first of all, we didn't talk about it because because yeah. I really kept it, you know, because, I think that also because like when you said, how was it being in such a white show? And I yeah. said, it was a lot of mouth shutting. So you got to think, I think by the time that happened, maybe we were second season or end of the first season. So I'd really, a lot had happened, you know, a lot of, yeah. right. of me right, not right. saying a lot of keeping nothing your mouth shut. and this yep. and that, yeah. little, little things let yeah. by. Right, right. And it I may have like, been the end of the what? sixth season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It, it flusters me to this day that I, that I said something like that to you out of such ignorance. And I did apologize at the time. And, yeah. and then I apologized in the letter that yeah. I wrote you because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that that this is still going on because I thought we were, we were so cool. And then it's like, well, no, of course it's still going to matter. I mean, it's, it's, I said something yeah. stupid. Well, that's why so, I mean, and yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood doesn't do well for trust issues, you know? No. <laughs> and then of course general. the press, yeah, the press takes it and does what yeah. they want to oh, do. No, with that's it. another thing I just want to do say, I did not. And this is just for me to say in general, when I was, you know, not, not saying on Twitter, Hey, I, I didn't like this and I didn't like this. And it, it, you know, for me, it really was a matter of, I was frustrated. I felt that um, I, my respect level was not um, appreciated. Not mm -hmm. that, and 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 people come in and make comments. Oh, well, you you're you think I don't know. People people diminish what I think what is my bar of of respect. Okay, and I do want to I do want to say this. Okay, and this, and I don't want to come off arrogant saying this or anything. It's just just about how I view my placement in the show. OK, you guys had a, a phenomenal show from day one. Cast chemistry. You had your first season. You worked. I mean, this show is such a great, amazing team effort. You know, um, when I came on the show, I did my first season um, halfway through the first season or, or maybe the second season. I'm not sure, actually. But I asked Michael Jacobs, I said, can I have a show which featured me? 
um, and something about my character. I actually asked for those two shows that were Angela's Men and Angela's Ashes. So um, when the first show was shot, okay, and it, uh, when the show, when we were um, doing, every week we had Nielsen's ratings. They came out every Wednesday, okay? So the week before that show aired, Angela's Men, Boy Meets World was number 52, okay, in the ratings. I'll never forget this. When they aired Angela's Men, a great team effort. You you were amazing, Will, in that effort. Um, I think the fact that they had aired a show that was me with of me that brought in a whole new audience, okay? Yep, yep. The ratings jumped from 17 on that show, from 52 to 17. Yeah. Am I saying that's all me? And the, no, it's not like that. But at the time, I knew that that, me, that show had everything to do, not only with the up jump of ratings, but also with the show being, we were picked up two weeks after that. We, everyone thought we were going to be canceled. Yeah. And about two weeks after that, we were canceled. So yep. my thing is, is everybody did their part, but you can't deny that there was an audience that I brought in that Such helped the show audience. jump to, a, to, to give it another leg. Usually when, when, Cast members are added. It's called Jump the Shark. That means yeah. the show's going down. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about, Will. When Fonzie oh, yeah. jumped the shark, you know. No, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean, Boy Meets, World, Boy Meets World always um, was was not inclusive to its own peril and to like I mean we were we were a hit show obviously in, in certain regards but we also we followed family matters and hanging <laughs> yeah. with Mr. Cooper was after us we were in a huge like yeah. a predominantly black block that family we matters were not had better ratings that oh, audience okay. or representing that audience that. in any oh, yeah. way and family like, matters had better ratings than we did it was so yeah. stupid you know like <laughs> yeah. in retrospect I remember. and it was it, you know i don't think it was i don't think it was a consciously racist effort but obviously there was an unconscious bias on our show, you know, where we yeah. were completely like, well, let's just write show, you know, in the same way that our show didn't didn't have like great female characters for so long or didn't have, you know, like we talked about Betsy Randall not having like much of a yeah. part because, you know, so, I mean, I, you know, we were limited by our worldview and yeah. so much so like, and I think, yeah, by the time they, they, they finally brought you onto the show, Trino, that was like three years too late, you know? Yeah, it's just been, yeah. right? Five years too late. Well, they did have late. Alex Dessert, you know, Alex Desert, Alex And they Dessert. did nothing with him. Like, nothing. Yeah. It was the most, nothing. It was the most, like, uh, you know, you talk about a token race, yeah. racial uh, character. Like, and he that, would, was that guy token. was so creative. I lived around Alex the corner from him. Genius. Genius. I mean, he's, he's brilliant. Genius. And he got like, two lines an episode for, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. they tried, and when you go and, and then he went on to Becker and he and he crushed it on Becker it. for years and years yeah. and years. Um, no, but just to to close out our conversation, Trina, I you know I, I love you, I I really do. <laughs> you absolutely changed my life uh, for the better. You've really yeah. made me a better person, and, um, and yeah, also, I, I just. just say one thing also in closing that i never said in the press that i had race they always say these extreme racist moments it was one moment where you said the syrup thing i got mad but i don't count that as my entire experience on the show and i'm not saying this to give you a break because i'm kind of damned no. if i do or damned if i I, I love I you you know i'm not trying to make it like but it's more like that's not my entire experience on the show yeah. right you right. guys are not it's not a racial issue it's more of a a, a trust, friendship, 
at the time where we were and, and, and people, and you guys kind of being snot kids or shit. Yeah. It was igno- <laughs> pure ignorance. It was and pure, pure ignorance. That I yeah. was back then, you know. Pure well, ignorance. And I, I would just also like to say to in closing for this conversation, because I know it is so important to both of you that you, you guys are both over this conversation because everyone oh, else wants to, everyone wants to keep well, talking about it. you need everybody else to be over it too, though. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. 
Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Okay, I want to jump back into the conversation. This We keep talking about race, but it's so important in in context of the show. I want to talk about how you and Ryder, (laughs) what the conversations were between the two of you and whether or not those conversations included the writers or whether the writers talked about it with you guys, whether or not to acknowledge the fact that Angela and Sean were in an interracial relationship. Okay, this is because my memory is not the greatest on this. But what I the parts that do come to me is I do remember maybe saying to Michael something like, don't you think we should talk about this? Mm -hmm. But his stance was like, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to. He was solid on that. Um, I was very confused uh, uh, at the time about whether to talk about it or not. I had two. I I had two realms of thinking. My job. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> mankind, <Right>. you know, <laughs> yeah. So, which is not too much, not too much of a weight thought. on no your pressure, shoulders. No yeah, pressure. not too much of a weight on your shoulders. That's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I um, at the time, I'm going to be honest. I kind of went with my job. So, yeah. I, what I what had happened was, is on my end, Michael set me up, and my husband at the time with a uh, publicist. No, he didn't set me up with a publicist, but they got together with my publicist. Dick Gutman at the time, and they went to the Daily News and they had me write this whole article about why it's so great that we don't mention um, any color at all. It was in the New York Times. You can look it up and how it's wow. great that it's colorblind. Well, the truth is, I didn't really write that article. My husband and the publicist wrote it, and I just wanted to get upset. I had to feed the baby. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> that story. Oh, wow. And when I read it, I kind of felt like, you know, I just can't take this on right now. I didn't want to take it on. And it wasn't really totally my organic view. I do think, and funny enough, this is what you, why you learned to you just say what you need to say. Funny enough, a rebuttal was written to the Daily News by Lorraine Toussaint, who said, no, I, I do not, a very, very famous and very distinguished actress, Lorraine Toussaint yeah. is. And um, she said, no, you must acknowledge that these are two two different races getting together it's very serious it's it for all of her very good reasons and i read what she said and actually kind of agreed with her but i was 26 or 7 at the time um i i just had so much on my shoulders i was like just let them run with it and it seemed to be working and then then another end of it i want to say real quickly is i get tired um and and most uh, every black actor will tell you this from sydney poitier um on to 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 all of us sometimes we just don't want the weight of having to be always take on the black thing with i'm an actor i'm an actor i I was like i felt kind of free for a minute like i don't have to be just the carry the weight of i'm the black girl on the show you know i said yeah i'm just i'm moving and grooving like everybody else i'm normal so mm-hmm. <laughs> that yes. felt good that yeah. aspect of it but in reality no that's not if you're really trying to relate to people and i am trying to help people people needed to talk about it you know so 
What, what happened with you, Ryder? Did you say something to Michael or something? Like, no, I, I mean, I just about? remember, I remember being very conflicted about it. I remember, yeah. I remember you and me personally being conflicted about it. And, and, yeah, and, and I remember about. having conversations constantly about like, why don't we just reference this? Because I think, I think personally, you, you were very, um, exp- uh, proud of and expressive of your black identity. Uh, and, yeah. and that was like a, a part of you. Mm-hmm. I remember you always having conversations yeah. <laughs> with me about your life and how you grew up. And for me, just like, it was always like, uh, this is different. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is this this person had a different experience than me, and I had a different. You know, even though we had the hippie school thing apparently in the background, yeah. <laughs> uh, for the most part, I remember loving the difference and and recognizing yeah, that, like, too. oh, Trina's experience not only in real life but uh, <laughs> on this set right now is very different, and I loved it. I loved being included in that. Like you and I bonded very quickly and i mm-hmm. i just remember yeah, like by did. by like 18 and 19 being like oh trina's like a good friend and this is a real like i'm learning a lot and this is an exposure to something that like and i i remember you and i having conversations where you would sort of be like can you believe that this shit happened in our set did you see that and i was made aware <laughs> of things that i wouldn't have been otherwise <laughs> do you know what i mean and yeah. so i think for me i felt I, I, but at the, the, the charitable reading about Boy Meets World at the time is that we were in the 90s multi-culti positive moment where, uh, it was, it was this idealism of colorblindness, right? Like, oh, we're going to, we're not going to reference race on the show because that's the ideal is that everybody's colorblind and we don't see differences and that's going to like, on a kid's show, being a model for people. And I think there's maybe some truth to that. I do think that there's there are people that have, have said to me yeah. that that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's like, but I also think that was an easy choice. I think, <laughs> I think it's think easy. Was, and, and, and it also can read to black people as we don't like when people say, I don't see color. I don't see mm-hmm. color when I talk to mm-hmm. you. Of course you see color. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's there. I see your yeah. color. We're just, can we just respect it? We can even laugh and make jokes, but we just don't disrespect or demean. And we definitely don't replay, you know, the negative aspects of our, of our, of our color differences. Really, it was an offshoot though, of what the success of the Cosby show. And, you know, Cosby's whole thing was, we're not going to reference race. The, Mm -hmm. the, 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 the reality there though is, you have an entirely all black cast. Yeah. <laughs> you probably have black writing staff, you know. Yeah, so like for us did. to compare ourselves to that sort of post racial mm-hmm. ideal was bull and always was. And mm-hmm. in retrospect like it was an easy out. It was an easy out for our writing staff, it was an easy out for our white actors, it was an easy out for all of us. And in I mean, you know, I, I didn't know that about the article. I remember you writing the article or I remember reading your article and just being proud that it was supportive of of us and sort of getting acknowledgement for I was supportive of my job, okay? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. totally. Read this article. Of course. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm yeah. just being honest, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, if, I, if I had to do it over and I could take my real, a real stance of, of hindsight and everything, I would have definitely said, I would have wrote an opposite article and I would have pushed more for us to have at least more jokes about the differences or, right. and it would have been cool to have an episode about, you know, maybe you come to my house and the food is different or this is different. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Fun, no, we just know? ignored it. And yeah. was just treated as if she were, <laughs> yeah. face, she was in white face. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Can I tell yeah. you something? I always on the show, you know, this is my normal speaking voice. Okay. 
But sometimes from coming from black sitcoms, I always had to have like a black meter. So so, so I always would <laughs> one so rule, my black meter was probably down to about a two, you know. Wow, and I remember geez. one time when I was doing the Angela's Ashes episode, somehow my, my black meter had slipped up and I was about <laughs> about about a nine, right? So Michael comes over to me and his note was, Hey Trina, just turn down the Delma Hopkins about eight notches. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. Oh, and wow. I did. You know, wow. so there's just so many things. You guys are so lucky. You didn't have to think about. No. So when I could, I, I would, didn't, it, sometimes it was too much. And I just threw it, I threw it away at the time. And I'm glad, I think, I think the majority of people in comments on social media say that they're cool with it not being mentioned. But I do say those are predominantly white people. Right. Interracial couples want it to be talked. I wish yeah. you had said a little bit more. I wish you had said it. And then there are a lot of black people who kind of like it, like not mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. too. They, they're mm -hmm. about 50, 50 with that. It's aspirational, well, right? It was this. Yeah. It, it, for, so for a certain subset of people, it's always going to be like, wouldn't it be nice if, if two people could just love each other, yeah. you know, regardless of race and not have to acknowledge it. I think the reality is it's kind of unavoidable <laughs> and it's kind yeah. of, the, but you know, they're, still, they're still doing that today though. I mean, Schitt's I Creek know. is like that where they kind of, they, and yeah. he, he, he talks about that where he invented a world where, you know, the fact that he's bisexual or there's there, the kind of being gay is totally accepted to the point where it's never mentioned. He's like, that's how I wanted to do it. Cause that's what the town I wanted to live in where it's like, right. it just doesn't matter. I heard about you. So, you know, can I tell you every, interracial couple I see on TV after us, I always say they copied us. They copied us. They copied us. <laughs> Everyone. They were well, they did or not. I just Trina, were you one of the first? <laughs> one for of teens, first. I think for so. Teens. For teens, yeah. like for the teens. first teen we have a couple ever, in yeah. General Hospital that looks they use my name for the character Trina and they look just mm. like us. And Trina, <laughs> I know you know you talked about you talked about on the internet and and feeling like there are a lot of people who disrespect you and lower the bar for you know first of all that's the internet is just the worst sometimes the worst it's place awful. ever it's awful but when i tell you the amount of comments and emails we get about how important you are to our show to them mm -hmm. to how important your relationship with Sean is mm -hmm. how much me how much like I knew it was an important aspect of our show, but I am not going to lie that it sh it is shocking the amount of people who reach out and say, Trina, 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 yep, Trina. Yeah. Okay, you wait, I got to show, show you something. Wait. Okay. You are you so beloved. Okay. This is something a fan made me. I've kept it over the years. <gasps> okay, I got to show you is that how a crazy scrapbook? It. It's a full scrapbook. It has my whole life in here. Like, oh, my oh my gosh, Trina. Wow. But it's just like a lot. Okay. Like, oh this is gosh. how it goes for me because of the show. I mean, you haven't aged. In a single picture, you haven't Come aged. On. How so is that possible? <laughs> that is amazing. Unbelievable. I mean... It just it it's it's amazing. I mean, we're actually relevant now because because of uh, the cliffhangers. You know, the whole thing with Sean and Angela though is funny because people keep saying, "I wish they had ended up together. They should have been Endgame." I am so glad they weren't Endgame because now everybody talks about it for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Good nice. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. 
That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little pushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work. Your kids screaming at you. Nonstop traffic. The world is ending. That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. I actually do want to ask you about that. You mentioned asking for the episodes, the the two back-to-back episodes, Angela's Men and Angela's Ashes. Mm -hmm. 
We have heard so many times how upset people are that you were not in our series finale. Okay, I got to talk. I want to know. Can I talk Let's, really frankly about that yes, with you, though? Yes, because I still don't get that. We don't, I don't get it. This is some ground we have not covered. Okay, because okay, we don't get that. All right. I was told in a kind of a weird offhanded way by a very important person that you guys all went to Michael Jacobs and you said, we don't want her in the last episode. What? She's, she's somehow taking our light was the gist of it. And we don't want her in the last episode. Wow. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my God. So I was told that after I shot, what was the, this, what was the show before the last episode, the show before the last episode was called, I think it was Angela's ashes. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I left. Okay. So I, when Michael announced to me, Oh, we're going to do another show on Angela. I was just so happy. I was oh, they're going to do a show on me. And not knowing this was going to be the, the show before the last show. Right. So you're not and I the- remember after we taped the show, I had said to a person, um, you know, why, why are we in the last show? Because I know the last show is going to be the one with all the ratings and all the crying and all the stuff. I was under the impression y'all got together and did not want me in the last show. For some reason, I was going to take some shine or something like to that effect. That's what I say. Wow. There was an element of competitivism there that really probably didn't need to be there. That was really hurtful for me. Uh, for a long time and to make it worse you know people of color um tend to look into things a little harder sometimes so i had cousins calling me saying how come you weren't in the last episode so they just gave you that whole show so that you'd be distracted and wouldn't be in the show with the real ratings and the real things several of my cousins my family members are telling me this and i'm thinking you know what this is strange and then i was hit with that particular news about it that it was some kind of coup d'etat you know and then i i wow. looked at um this is the truth and then i when i watched that last episode, which i've never really fully watched because i've always felt funny about it and i always looked at like well why is maitland in it that's you what know? i was gonna say i don't remember much of the episode <laughs> except for the the classroom well, i was scene. about to ask where maitland and, i was gonna say that's what i was saying i was at least but they're not in that last scene obviously the no, last, not the last scene, scene is just no, but they're in the last episode the, why, why it, so like why the hell would we go I know. Here's my Whoever you're was talking Matt, about. Were, 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 was Matt moving uh, Matt to New York? Matt was not even in school with you guys ever. Except but was, Matt's character, no. was Matt's character moving to New York with us at the end of Boy Meets World? No. I don't know. No, I don't because know. Because what I remember, what I remember <laughs> was that there were people not, like, I did not want to do this, but I remember that there was a conversation about a sh- the show continuing, possibly being picked up or a new show with those of us who moved to New York going on and creating like a, a 20 something. Oh, like a spinoff. That was spin-off. years later yeah. though. No years yeah. later, but they, I remember there was conversation on set that week. People being like, they're setting up the potential for a new show with the, you know, which still excluded Trina. <laughs> right. Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm not saying out. anything better, but it, I'm saying that like, I, and all I did, I, I wanted off of the show at that point. I mean, yeah. I, I was very yeah, sad that Boy Meets World was ending, but I was I was already going to Columbia. I was already ready to like enroll mm-hmm. in school mm-hmm. and like yeah. move to New York. So like, yeah. I did not want to do that. But I remember people talking like, oh, they're potentially, ABC is potentially setting up a spinoff show with you guys going on to New York. But- um, Oh, I never, yeah, I never uh, heard that. Uh, I have honestly had that Can we say for the- 
Yeah, for, for the record. Can we say for the record? Yeah. <laughs> we can we say for the record, Trina, that never did not happened. Happen. No, not with the. Not, no. Certainly not with the, never happened. Certainly swear not. Swear on, on my everything. children. Okay. On the lives of my All children. Right. I oh, swear yeah, no. on my marriage and my wife that never, ever I believe you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I, I couldn't believe, imagine. I can tell by your reactions. Oh God, no. no. That's I've Honestly, never even heard I have had that it before. In my head for so long. Oh, no, I, I, I never watched oh, that, that show. Sucks. I've always that felt sucks. like. Uh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You say that's competitiveness. That's not competitiveness to me. That's like sociopathy. Um, this pisses me off. I'm sorry. Yeah. This, yeah. this pisses me off. Not we got, that's like not real. <laughs> this pisses me off. This is this is really next level crazy kind of. That hurt me a long time. See, I did. Oh. You know, what do you want? I'm an actress. Like we think, we think. You know, like when something happens, right? And you wish you could have said something to somebody some way. Yeah. But so you go over it in your mind. You're like, I wish I had said that, and I could have told them this this way. You know what I'm saying? Boy Meets World is such a big thing. It's such a big thing. It's been such a big thing. I haven't had a day since Boy Meets World where I, there's not one day I don't hear the word Boy Meets yeah. World. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. So give him, give me that credit that yep. it's in my head all the time. It's everywhere yeah. I go. And, and every now and then, maybe 10 years ago, I'd be like, I wish I had told him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why mm-hmm. did they do that? Yeah. It was really messed up. And it's really messed up when you're doing that on something that's not even like for real. Yeah. Uh, and one of one of the greatest things that's come out of all of this and us doing conventions together and us talking and all of this is that all those years that went by when Boy Meets World ended, I didn't have Trina's phone number again. We were in yeah. very different no, places in yeah. our life. We were I think the worst thing you could say about our relationship is that we were um, friendly co-workers more yeah. than friends off yeah. off stage. But there you know, was we, a major age difference, too. And that's and what I'm saying. Girls, you know, it, that's what I'm saying. We, we what would we have done after work? Like, <laughs> you said you had to go home to a family yeah <laughs> i was driving laurel canyon for funsies like yeah. we had um but the thing that that i makes me happiest now is that and that is a regret of mine is that conversations that we had or like you're saying where things build up over time where someone told you something that was very untrue and hurt you and when People know that they can get you to feel a certain way by playing to the competitiveness and knowing, oh, Danielle is so checked out. She's not she's not they're not going to have that conversation with each other. So I can say this and Uh they're never going to know that I said this to her. And because the silence, once it hits your brain and then you're silent. The silence grows and then yeah. the whole imagery of it becomes bigger than exactly. life and bigger than what yeah. it really is. And I would that- also like to point out that that he did not do this, at least in my opinion, in, in my experience, he didn't do this to the guys. I mean, yes, it's true that we weren't played against each other, but I, I, I won't go so far as to say we weren't manipulated manipulated oh no that's different manipulated right. all but, the but time but we weren't played other. it no. wasn't whisper in no. one ear and then no. whisper in another ear about no. something else and i think no, no, it goes no. back to trina's point yeah. from before where it's everybody stay in your own lane nobody's going to talk about anything let's stay yeah. as divided as we possibly like can <laughs> yeah you're just going to stay as as in your and nobody's going to talk about anything and so not only does nothing get done but as time passes it festers Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, by the way, by the time you came to Girl Meets World, you had had 14 or 15 years of believing we got oh. together to keep you from being to in the series finale the of Boy Meets World. I mean, and then ugh. the interaction you have with me is very cold. How could you yeah. not walk away thinking 
She hates me. Yeah. She's yeah. after me. We have to. Yeah. We are always in competition. We will always yeah. be in competition. And yeah. then when it when we finally talked and said, okay, let's just lay it all out. Here's what I heard. Here's what I heard. Here's what I heard. Yeah. And then all that stuff came up and we had all our big therapy moments. And then we looked at each other and we said, what a shame. We yeah. weren't able to just talk about this from the beginning yeah. because we have now wasted years. Yes, yeah. we could have helped each other. Yeah. We could have been there for each other. We could have strategized. We could have got over on everybody. Yes, <laughs> we could have been there for each other the way we've been there for each other through <laughs> multiple hardships over the last several years. Yeah. So that that's, for me is the biggest right. lesson and the yeah. and um talk. and the importance of talking talk. and and yeah. and being yeah. willing to dig deep for the yeah. same purpose, which is growing and becoming better people yeah. and doing better. Well, yeah. you did. And you made me, like, made me a better person. You made me a better person, Trina, all the way through. It's I absolutely like true. Trusting you guys, I like trusting you. It feels really good. Oh, I'm really so does. sorry that you couldn't for <laughs> I, so long. I mean, my I know. God, <laughs> you know, it's Hollywood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. Hollywood. You know. Well, we are so it. grateful that you came to have this conversation with us today. Yeah. We love you uh. so much. We are going to be seeing you a bunch over the next yeah. several months. We're going <laughs> to okay, be Okay, wait, doing- so we're not going to watch the episode. I was already in everything. I had all my notes, but that's okay. <laughs> no, we, we are. We are. It's we just are a separate that. episode. Okay. So I'm oh, wrapping okay, okay. this episode up. Okay, so got you. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this one up. We'll say goodbye to you and then we'll keep you here. But I'm going to wrap this one up. So oh, all right. So Love thank you, guys. you. We thank you thank so much you. for being here. Okay. Um, what a wonderful conversation. Uh, Trina is going to stick with us to do the recap of our next okay. episode, which is episode 11, The Father-Son Game, which originally aired on December 17th, 1993. So stick around for that. But um, Trina, we can't thank you enough for being here with us. And we love you. We love you, Trina. Thank you. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production Danielle Romo. Producer and editor Tara Sudbach. Producer Lorraine Verwez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at Pod Meets World Show at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.